Welcome to Avoid the Confusion, the podcast where we delve deep into the minds of top performers in their respective fields. I'm your host, Kenny Robinson, and each week my goal is to bring you inspiring guests who will share their stories and strategies for success. Here at Avoid the Confusion, we believe that mental toughness is the key to achieving your goals. We explore the power of not giving up. We showcase the many failures and obstacles that are part of the journey towards success. So join us on this weekly journey of discovery as we bring you stories that show we are all human and that success is achievable with the right mindset and strategies. Get ready to be inspired to be the best version of yourself and Buckle up and don't forget, this is Avoid the Confusion. Welcome back, everybody. This week, I'm able to sit down and talk with Donnie Johnson. He's the owner of DKV Consulting, and that name could potentially be a bit misleading. He, uh, I met Donnie through a, a friend, another roofer who uses him for help with social media, uh, marketing, running paid ads, and that type stuff. Me and Donnie got to talk, and I got to see pretty early on that he really knew what he was talking about. And... Um, I thought, man, this is a pretty interesting guy. We started having a conversation. I realized he was only a year into his business. He said some very interesting things about um, leaving his job. Uh, And even before that, making a transition, going all in on commission and knowing that if he hustled and really put himself out there, he could generate a better life for him and his family. And I thought, man, being this a year in, I thought it would be a nice change of pace this week. Bring Donnie in, hear about that first year, what it was like what some of the mindset was when he made that transition. But uh, but Donnie, man, thanks so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about DKV Consulting and exactly what it is you guys do over there. Yeah, Kenny, I appreciate it. It's really cool to be on this podcast. It's been um, something I've wanted to do is get on a podcast. So thank you. Um, DKV Consulting. Well, it started uh, actually a little over a year ago, but I didn't, I didn't really do much with it because I was in the, the industry, the, the roofing industry, and we got this massive storm in our area. So that delayed things. So I, I, I wanted to do my own thing for some time. Uh, I felt capable and um, like I've had the skill sets to do it, but you know, timing wasn't right then. So yeah, just about a year ago, I got I went out on my own and left that organization to just go and work with with other companies. What I realized is when working with companies, and I've been in several different industries um, from agriculture, I was at a John Deere dealership to um, the fitness industry. I was in the fitness industry for five years. And then COVID hit that killed that industry. And I had a, a friend that was the sales manager and said, hey, this is outside sales. And I, I wasn't going to do it, but I knew you know, I, I knew that the the industry wasn't going to be the same with the fitness industry, and I was getting bored of it, and I wanted a new challenge. So, out to straight commission, um, took the plunge. Um, you know, I was a single guy. I've got two kids I've got to take care of. I wanted to buy a house, um, do some other things, and just put my back against the wall. And you know, as the old fable is, like burn the bridges or burn the boats. Burnt the boats. Jumped in, went after it, and here I am a year later. Ups and downs. Lots of things going on. A lot of good things I've learned. A lot of things I've learned about myself, and uh, some things that I think uh, any business could could really utilize. But yeah, ultimately, I when it says business solutions, um, business solutions, it's a wide range of things. So um, I like to niche down to just a, a few things, and that's processes, automations. How do we make your marketing and sales flow better, go faster? eliminate you from the desk or from um, responses, that kind of stuff, um, or not you or anybody, you know, anybody that's listening, get them out in the field, working with customers where they want to and try and 
minimize that all that BS that goes into it um, because there are so many tools out there and um, so many solutions. So, yeah. Dude, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. What I would like to know is when you were in that role, you got hit with a storm kind of where were the, what was your role with that company? What were you doing at that time? So I was the VP of sales and marketing. I had at that time, I think we had eight outside sales reps, five inside sales reps. So they're making all the calls, doing all the setups, um, helping with all the paperwork. And we were, you know, projected to be roughly 15 million in revenue. And that's, you know, roofing, siding, windows, gutters. We're just starting to bring on solar. The storm hits, dominated the area. And um, we're up in Wisconsin, kind of by the, by Green Bay, by the Packers. So everything got just crushed. And I was like this, my team needed me. I needed to stay. There was just too much work. So, yeah. So, and I lost train of thought here. The The point I'm trying to make though is, um, yeah, the, I was the VP of sales and marketing and I just couldn't leave the team. So I, I also, I've done a lot in leadership. I actually went back to school for leadership and management uh, because I needed to be a better one. I was told I have natural leadership skills, but mm-hmm. refining them is key. So Absolutely. Um, and it's a never ending process too. Right? <clears throat> yeah, for sure, man. So what I'm assuming if you're the, <clears throat> if that's your title at the company before you probably already made decent money. So I doubt it was a, I doubt it was a financial thing that pushed you in that route other than, other than I would assume if you're doing sales and marketing for a roofing company and you, you start to really understand that you get good at it, you're doing 15 million a year. The company is in revenue. You probably just saw an opportunity to do this for multiple companies and create a bit of a better life for yourself. Is that sort of the, the, the mindset that, that, that it was when you, when you decided to make the change? Yeah. I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, you, you've, People are in a role and in a position and they change companies. Now, if you own a company, it's a little bit different, but if you hire people, um, and I'd heard actually, I was listening to your podcast and you were talking about um, a sales rep that or so, um, was uh, better at operations, right? So mm-hmm. um, you fulfill your capacity in one role and you move to the next. And and I, I've done that in multiple organizations, but I guess my my point is that you're, you're in an organization, you have solutions, you bring things in, you 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 add a lot of value, but there's a reason why there's turnovers because I I do believe that your skill set only takes somebody so far, and you can continue to learn and continue to grow, and um, continue to help them. However, I think there's always a level, there's always an opportunity where somebody can just take what you've done and then add on to it and add on to it because there's so many different people out there, and I've seen it time and time again. Sometimes it goes in reverse, and the company doesn't do better. Sometimes. You know, in many instances, though, they do, they just do better. And that person moves on. And that's what I was going to do to go do something greater and better. So I guess to, to, to bring it all back in, I guess what I'm saying is I knew that I could go in and be short term, midterm help to get people out of situations, get companies more leads, a better process and a better, you know, a different viewpoint on what they're doing and, and send them, you know, and basically help them out, send them on their way. And yeah, I, and I don't foresee most people that I work with being with me for more than maybe a year or two. Would it be great to? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, ultimately it's like, if you're, if you're in a, if you're in a crunch, I want to be able to help, like, let's find the solutions. Let's get you out of it. And then 
you know, work with a coach long-term to keep you on a path or whatever it may be. So, yeah. Yep. Well, the, the the mutual friend that we share owns a roofing company in Wisconsin. I was actually up there visiting them back in April. It's beautiful country yeah. up there. We stopped at Limbo Field. We went up into northern Michigan and did some riding around on ATVs, yeah, UTVs. That's where I'm from, it actually. Was, uh, <laughs> man, it was an amazing trip. I loved it up there. I want to come back in the fall and see some of the colors. Us being down here on the beach in Alabama, we don't we we skip majority of the seasons. We have summer and then a little bit of what could probably be classified as like fall for you guys. And then mm-hmm. it's back to summer. So uh we don't get all the pretty leaves yeah. and everything. I want to come up there and check that out. But man, that this this mutual friend had nothing but great things to say about you and said you sort of have really made a massive impact in how they handle things, especially some of the CRM on the back end and systems that you have that you're building out for them to tie everything together. And of course, that's what had me reach out to you in the first place. So my my thing is, is if you go from doing this from someone else, you're a year in your own business, you're already highly recommending you, you're clearly having some success. So ability was never the issue. You've always had the ability, but most people were, I think most people struggle. A lot of people that listen to the show, I've got so many people that have sent me messages thanking me for having a show, bringing people on with different perspectives. And so I'll look into the people who are messaging and see who it is that's actually listening every week and what the the audience looks like, because I genuinely care. And I got to notice and a lot of people that listen to this show are on that verge. They're thinking about making that jump. They're thinking about going out and doing something on their own. But it's so hard to walk away from the security. Can, tell me a little bit about in your mind how how you work through that what was it for you what was the catalyst that made you decide you know what i'm going all in on myself i would say the catalyst is um knowing that everything that i'm doing is um knowing i'm doing it you know i shouldn't say on my terms but maybe this is um i guess there's a better way to say this um so i would say that the catalyst was a I had to play within the rules of, you know, somebody else's business. Right. Um, and by that, I mean, you follow rules in the business, you've got different things, but we ultimately had different ideas of, of how business should be ran and how things were going to be done. And I, I didn't have a lot of control or say in things and that, that bothered me. Right. I just, there were things I would change, but I couldn't change them. It wasn't my role to do it. And I thought they were affecting my team. So, but that's like one little piece. Um, and that's pretty minor. But, or that's, you know, that's, I guess that's a, the smaller part of it, but the biggest and the most important thing is I've been wanting to do this forever. Just like you're saying everybody else, like it's something that I've just wanted to do it, knew I could do it. And I just, I took a deep look at everything I've done in my life last fall. And I said, okay, I've, I've went from having two kids. And at one time I was married, we had two kids. They were uh, just over a year old and we had uh, decided that my my ex-wife had stayed stayed home with the kids for the first two years, no matter what. Such an important time in their life. So she was at home, and I went from I was making at that time maybe seventy grand a year. Actually, it was probably more like sixty-two grand a year, but would have been seventy had I stayed another year as a service manager at this John Deere dealership. I'd worked my way up from washing tractors and being the um, you know the technicians kind of little um handy you know handyman do this do that for me to being their their manager and working with them and i loved it loved the company wasn't passionate about it so i said i'm not passionate about it i've lost the interest and i went to the fitness industry to be a a coach or a personal trainer became a personal trainer but 
and, and I look at this in the lesson here, I guess, is it, when I think about it, I burnt the boats. I said, I'm going to go all in on something that I really want to do. And I just have to do it. There's nothing. And mm-hmm. fortunately I had support. I had other people that told me I was crazy. It was dumb. I had, I had the support right where I needed it from the people I needed, but from a lot of people, they just said it was just a terrible idea giving up a salary and whatever else to just go, you know, do something that you're passionate about. And I did it. And so last fall, I was reflecting on that. And then I was reflecting on my transition to being um, working with the contractor out of when I got out of the gym to working in contracting and very similar, right? Have a guaranteed salary. We don't know what's going to happen. And I'm like, well, if there's uncertainty, anything I know from the past is if I burn the boats and I give myself no way, but moving forward, I will move forward with it. So I think that is... um, you know, that's something that you have to remember. You have to know if, if you put your back against the wall, you know, it's do this or, you know, uh, I've heard the example of actually from Tony Robbins. He said, if somebody put a you know a gun to your head and said, if you don't succeed and win or to your child's head and you don't succeed and win, you know, they're going to get shot. You'll find a way, right? There's no matter what, you'll find a way. And so, yeah, this last year has been finding a way. <laughs> so... Um, over and over again and changing things and changing models, changing ideas, changing names even of the business and, and offerings until I found a sweet spot that I know I can I can really help businesses with mm-hmm. instead of trying to do it all. So, Yeah, man. Well, I can relate to those struggles in that first year. And uh, I can say that the good news is, is you get the struggle more for years to come <laughs> when, yeah. if you choose a life of entrepreneurship it's yeah. uh you may not struggle financially you may not struggle with employees you may not struggle with things that other people struggle with but there are always struggles there's one thing i can guarantee is if you wake up in the morning you have to go live life that day so a, a big part of the show is i try to make sure anybody who's listening understands that just because from the outside looking in a lot of people have it all together have it all figured out. You're only seeing the highlight reel. Everybody at some point or another is going to run into some cash flow struggles. You're going to run into figure just figuring things out, man. Like we lost a we lost a lot of money behind a hurricane here when we should have been making millions of dollars. We were doing millions of dollars in revenue, but we weren't making millions of dollars because we had never mm-hmm. experienced that type of influx in in work. And we had to hire people. We had to build out new systems. We had to try new things and not everything worked the nope. first thing or the first time, you know, but I'll tell you what, we get another hurricane now and and it, there will be a lot of profit made. We, we, I paid my dues during the last one to learn yeah. the process, to learn <laughs> what to expect, to figure out insurance. We hadn't done much insurance work before that hurricane hit three years ago. And now we have storms that hit and I've got an entire staff of people to, to come and work with you and, and help you get everything taken care of. So, Man, it's it's really interesting to see you go from working a job, being a director of of marketing, getting out, doing it on your own, and uh, having the courage to go in all in on yourself. You did say something pretty interesting in there, though, about how everybody told you it was a bad idea, or at least the majority of the people told you it was a bad idea. Oh, yeah. so you mean to tell me you didn't have like, this big bank account full of money and the unwavering support of everyone you've ever met? No, no, that's, um, <laughs> you know, unfortunately that is, uh, that's not the case. I just bought a home. <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I guess I like the odds stacked against me. Um, you know, there's something, something about that and, uh, yeah, bought a home, 
you know, still single, single dad, two kids taking care of them, got all the stuff, you know, everything going on, life, kids running around. And I so, said, you know what, there's, there's no better time than, than now. Um, so I've, I've heard there's no perfect time ever, right? It's like investing in the stock market. Just do it. You know, well, it's no different than, than a young married couple waiting until the time is right to have a, a kid. I'm like, but if you're waiting until you have enough money and you have a plan on how you're going to do run the day to day, like you will never have children. There's right. so much that you don't even know. You just go ahead and have them. As long as you're with the right partner and the, the home is in order and you're and you're just go ahead and have them all that. You're going to have to figure so much stuff out once you get going. And business is no different, man. There's just no. so much that you don't know going into it, which is the reason why I have this show. And it's the reason why I love talking to people like you, especially who are a little earlier in the process, because some of those things that I have forgotten that I didn't know that I lost money on are probably real fresh in your mind today. You know, so that's why I love yeah. different perspectives, love different yeah. perspectives. You know, for me running a construction company, roofing insurance comp audits, I had never even thought about any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so one year alone, we had over $200,000 hitting audits and bro, we didn't have that much money sitting there. So a lot of the money I right. thought I was making, I wasn't actually making like those are hard lessons to learn yeah. in business. And that's the reason why most businesses, you know, very, very few businesses make it beyond that five-year mark, unfortunately. Yeah. But if you had any, if you yeah. have, if, if you could give a piece of advice to the people listening to the show, if there's somebody out there that's in your, where you were with a company, feels like they're doing a good job, feels like they have it in them to start something else. What sort of advice would you give them on how to prep for that transition? What are some of the things you think they needed, they maybe need to consider that you didn't think of before you went on your own that may, that might potentially make that first year a little easier? Well, I would say a, um, get yourself enrolled in, in some type of a class or program, or if you don't have some, some of the, Education on you know the back end of business that is that's a key part. I was fortunate that a lot of my schooling helped with that, and um, mm-hmm. and then even going, I've gone to different seminars where they talk about the importance of cash flow, and they really show you how to quickly read your books and just certain points that you should always be focusing on, and then the optics you can get out of that, right? Um, and and learning that, and it's something I actually use to help my clients as well because you know a lot of times they're so stuck in the day-to-day stuff and and they're not they're not always paying attention to those things so when they ask me why do you want to see my books and i'm like well you know we have an nda signed and the reason why i want to see them is is for one reason and one reason alone and it's like to look and look for things that could help you or could you could leverage right now right everything is about leverage so when we look at it, how do we leverage this that everything you've done what you do who you are let's leverage it because leverage is the name of the game of business. So I would say that, like, just learn the back end of business so that you know it. Two would be whether or not you're in a role that, and this is something I've always done in my life. Um, when, when I first moved to Wisconsin, I needed to make money. And I came here to make $9 an hour washing and waxing combines, choppers, farm equipment. That's where I started. So when doing that, I had this mindset that the only reason why the farmer's coming back is because of what I'm doing. And I had somebody who was a mentor to me and he helped instill those beliefs in me. And he said, the only reason why they're coming back is because of what you're doing right now. Um, they don't care about the work, the people in there, like just put that in your head. So 
those things, they were the cleanest things. They were like they were brand new and they left, even though they were five years old and had probably never got a wash. So that's number two, take the job. Take what you're doing right now as if your company depends on it. Like you're almost like you're the, you know, you put yourself in the ownership ownership position. So own it. And I, I if that's one thing I could tell anybody, if you want to prep to do good, whether it's with a company or if it's, you know, in life um, on your own, whatever it may be, just own your position. Like you're the owner of the company and treat it that way. Treat everything you do as if you're the owner. Um, and that's kind of a segue into perspectives into the number three would be like perspectives um, when working with customers. Part of it is act like you're part of the business, like you own the business, even though um, you may be, you know, just a, a peon in a large company right now. Treat them as if you own the business and you want to continue to earn their business too, as if you're, you know, the golden rule, as if, you know, sell and service them products and things that, that you would want um, and that you would want to get. And especially on the service level, that's very important. And then the last thing is, you know, the other way to look at it is there's somebody that you love, a relative or friend that you're really close with. So, uh, yeah, that's those are the things I would say. Those three, just the or those those things, act like you own it, feel you own it, take ownership. One of my favorite books is um, um, Jocko Willick uh, and Leaf or Leif wrote Extreme Ownership. Mm -hmm. Fantastic book. Totally changes your mindset. Highly recommend it. hundred um, percent. I agree yep. with that. I've read it. And it, it is very, very well written. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, and you answered it already, but I'm going to have you answer it in a little bit of a different way real quick. So for all the people out there who believe that they can just go start a business and they can kind of do it, kind of dabble in it. What do you think? What do you think the chances of success for somebody who doesn't burn the boats and just go all in is making it long term? Oh, I don't think it's not like you have to go all in yeah you just, you can't there's no dipping your toes in it is um immerse yourself you know know that you you're gonna you're gonna have to learn skills you didn't know that you needed <laughs> day one out of the gate you're gonna realize everything i thought i knew at, at least for me it was like i i thought i had a lot of skills and a lot to offer and i was like that you know what I, there's a reason why i added a software to to my offerings is because i, I just being a coach or consultant isn't enough. I need tools for them, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I didn't realize that for three months and I didn't, didn't even get a, you know, a, a second look from people because I, I didn't have enough value to give them. So yeah, that's burn the boats, go all in. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, the amount of people that fail and start again and succeed, I mean, that it happens. Hell, I may fail at this. You you don't you never know. I won't know until I'm six feet under. But um, well, I tell you what. Let's just it. let's let's take a moment and get, and have a little bit of a deeper conversation. And how do you define fail? What what is well, that? What does that mean to you? For me, I guess ultimate failure would be you know where you just give up. You know, I, I have right. a lot of I have a lot of failures uh, and a lot of things that don't go well. But like ultimately you know, quitting is, um, I guess, you know, yeah, I'd say failure happens. It's going to happen, but you know, the ultimate failure is just quitting. Don't do it. You know, um, unless you, you absolutely are forced to. So, uh, so on the, on the, on the opposite side of that token, what, what do you define? How do you find success? Like for you in your life, 
when do you admit that you've been successful in something? When I know I can help people, like I, I do, when I know that I've, I've, the value that I'm bringing people, um, whether or not I, I, I help people, uh, I give, you know, anybody that has needs advice, anything else, if something I can do can help them and realistically help their bottom line, help their personal circumstance, help whatever, to me, that's success. Uh, it is not money nor anything else. It's just, you know, it's the servant mentality. I really feel good helping people. They're, you know, the, the love languages, uh, mm -hmm. one of them is serving others or, you know, the servant. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be me, 100%. That's how I give. How can I help you? How can I make your life easier? And to me, when I can, it's success. I like that. I do. I like that. And I yeah. think it's important for anybody who's getting into business or just coming into parenthood or a new marriage or whatever the case may be, we all deal with things in life that take a, a an immense amount of responsibility and dedicated time to these things. And I think anybody who looks at a relationship or your job or whatever it is and, and just applies a certain level of intent and you have a, I would, what I would say is a, the best way to say it is a sort of preconceived outcome, not necessarily talking about goals, but like for me and my wife, I, I, I like to use smaller metrics to measure sort of the temperature of the marriage and make sure things are, are going good. How frequently do we make love? Do we go out and eat dinner? How often do we sit and just talk and have conversations? All of those type things. So I want to make sure that we're communicating. I want to make sure that we're happy. I want to make sure that we smile a lot. We touch often. And if all of those things are happening, then I'm I'm running a successful marriage. Does that make sense? Yeah, so absolutely. I, 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 a lot of times success for me equates to how I feel about the situation that we're in. I don't necessarily attach success to a dollar amount or anything like that, because there are a lot of things in business and life that are outside of your control. Mm -hmm. So I try to find a way to attach the success based on the the metrics, the parameters that I can control on a daily basis. Did I do these eight things? And if I did do all eight of these things, it's going to be very hard for me to fail the day. So my objective every day is to work out, spend a little time in a cold plunge, do some sign a Facebook post for business, Facebook post personal, maybe get a podcast episode recorded, whatever the case may be. I'll have eight or 10 things for the day that I know the night before I'm, I hit all 10 of these tomorrow and you're not going to beat me. Everything else outside of that is just icing on the cake. It's just extra. That is awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, it is. And it remind you, you just, you reminded me of, um, a time when COVID first hit and and I had gotten laid off because the fitness industries were, were canned. I did something similar and I don't think I necessarily make a list now, but I all, I do have, I do have those things in my head. I know, you know, similarly, right? Like I know that if I, if these things happen, yep, I win. Right. And so what I, what I did during COVID, as I said, I need to uh, work out every day. I need to read a minimum of an hour because I had all day uh, I need to do an activity with the kids outside, go do something for an hour minimum. And we did a lot together at that time because they were at home as well. And then I needed to um, give back. So, and if I did those four, I won. And then I kept a tally and I did a social media thing of Donnie versus COVID. And I think I got up to like 22 to zero. And then I, I missed one and it was 22 to one. And that, um, 
but in things like going out, we'd pick up trash outside, you know, we just take mm-hmm. trash bags and we go to, I'd go to the feeding America, just anything to keep me busy, keep me going and just feel like I've had success. Like, how can I give back? How can I feel good about things? And yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, well, that's exactly, similar. It, 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 it's exactly in one of the first conversations me and you talked about, I asked for advice on like ads and Facebook ads. And you had told me some that get a lot of attention, like offer something for free, like a free minor repair, something that's not going to cost you a lot of money, but it's very helpful in build and branding. And I thought, man, that is an amazing way. And I got to thinking about it, the time of the year that we're in, uh, going into the winter, the economy right here where we are in South Alabama, we're along the beach. So it's touristy. Everybody has plenty of money during the summer. During mm-hmm. the winter, it's like tumbleweeds blowing by. It's ghost town. Nobody's working. All the tourists are away. Nobody's spending money at theme parks and restaurants where we where the major bulk of our money comes from. So it's like it's like two different worlds here, summer versus mm-hmm. versus winter. So we're going into a bit of a slower time. It was an extreme drought all summer down here in the south. Everybody has seen that. So typically we're doing a hundred grand a month in repair work through the summer and we didn't get nowhere near those numbers this summer because it hasn't been raining. So people didn't see roofs leaking. So yep. cash flow starts to get a little tight. And obviously you don't want to make hard decisions. You don't want to, you don't want to even fathom having to lay somebody off. So as me and you were talking, you got to thinking about that. And this morning I had to sit down with my guys and I said, listen, we all make salaries here. So we're fixing to start. I am going to run some ads and uh, we're going to offer some free repairs. We're going to offer so a little bit of debris removal through the fall, blowing limbs, you know, small leaves, pine straw, that type stuff. We're going to start doing some things for free. So people see us working. We're still putting pictures on our Google My Business and all that. We're still keeping everything flowing until we come out of the little bit of a slower season. Nobody else is going to be doing that. When the dust settles, we'll be miles ahead of the competition. And I was like, and, and, and we can do that. We can survive this season handily. And, uh, it was a it was a little bit of a tough conversation because you know I'm telling guys you're going to start doing some stuff for free, but you make a salary, you know, and I and I had to have the conversation if you're not willing to to be part of the team in times when when times are less than ideal. I won't say horrible. We're not going out of business, but when when things aren't what they have been up until this point, uh, yep. if if you're not willing to do what it takes to to be part of the team and make sure that we're we're here long term, then then we're going to find a way to win without you. And that's a bit of a ramble, bit of a rant. I don't know what sent me yeah, down. No, tangent, no, that's but, good. Uh, no, that's good. And there's a lot, of, there's a lot that's, you know, packed in there, I think too, because you, if you, if you're, you've got salary, you've got somebody that has, mm-hmm. has an issue with the roof as it is, right. Why not, you know, why not put yourself in a position? And if you're up there inspecting, cause you've got to do an inspection, you've got to look it over, you've got to do different things. I mean, when I sold roofs, you have uh, an old lady or pipe boot, is leaking and she didn't even hardly she didn't know it's leaking because the water's going in behind the wall um until it gets to a point where it starts you know putting brown stains and, and water leaking but that i would just say yep i'll just uh you know i'll throw those little caps over the top i'd buy a handful of them you know cheap ones so this is it's going to hold you off it's going to get you but you know ultimately you know you need definitely need some more work done but hey if times are tight right now things are tight interest rates are up you know you it is hard. It's hard for, for homeowners, but who, who's going to help them? I mean, you in today's society, ever you've in today's like the, the culture today and just where we're at, I truly believe like you just have to give so much more back 
than you ever expect to receive, right? You just, you do, you have to, and, um, you know, there's a, a lot of times I've worked with people, helped them for even months. And then they're, we, we get them moving a little bit and they get in the right direction. And they're like, Hey, we, we want to work with you more on, we got more things that we want to look at. And I'm like, great, you know, spend a couple hours a week or an hour or two a week, helping them, um, have some conversations. And then, you know, from there, take it from there. Um, and I think that's a, a good way to look at things is like, you, you, you just, you have to earn their business and a good way to do it is by helping them just absolutely by not helping them. And absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you a lesson for me, something I learned years ago. I was a, I was a police officer for 13 years. I did some SWAT stuff, handled canines, uh, pretty intense situations from time to time during that entire over a decade that I did that job. I learned that I could arrest someone. I could take them to jail in a moment where they should hate me more than anybody on the planet. But because of the way I treated people, the way I talked to people, the way I handled and carried myself, I very rarely had to fight anybody. I very rarely had anybody get very loud and, 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 try to buck the system and most more times than not when it would come to court or I'd run into somebody on a, on a weekend at Walmart, for example, when I'm out with my family, the conversations more times than not was thank you. You helped me. You saved my life. You were the, you were the most respectful police officer I ever spoke to. And so when I had the opportunity to go into business for myself, I'm glad that I went through all those years and those high tents and those high pressure situations and people, when they're mad, a lot of times domestic situations are mad at their spouse. There's a lot of heavy emotions involved in that. And I realized that at the end of the day, only thing people remember you for is how you made them feel. And I, and, and it wasn't, they didn't, it wasn't that I arrested them, nothing, but it was how I treated them and how they felt. That's that always was what dictated the conversation that came later, like how easy that was to have. And and I, I understood that early on in that profession. Once I, that translated into business for me now, that's my number one priority on every job that we do. Like, obviously we want to always give the best quality, but how we make our clients feel is without a doubt, the most important part of the process for me, because it doesn't matter if it's 20 years later and somebody mentions roof, they're going to remember the company that made them feel good. Oh, yeah. Like they're not they're They won't remember if a pipe boot leaked two months in, they're not going to remember if they, if something happened and they had to call you back out there. I'm not saying quality is not important. It's hundred percent important, but as time passes, what they're going to remember is how you made them feel. Yeah. That's a, that's a fact. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. No, I love that. I've, and I think anybody you think about anybody that is is listening and um you know you just you think about the people you do business with and the people that you like the family members the friends like what is it what the reason why you stick with them and you're with them is because you like the way they make you feel your significant other you know that you know, I know you you brought up your significant other and you know making them feel important making clients everybody absolutely. I, I think about a salesman, uh, it's a car salesman. I've given him more referrals than uh, it, just an insane amount. And I, I usually lease, um, I did before because I was using work vehicles and stuff. I'm going to change that now. But so I, I've gone back to him over and over again. But man, the way that he 
makes me feel the way that I see makes other people always smiling. He's always got mm-hmm. this. Every, he's got the best the best opening line every time that he comes in and he, you know he's he's working through numbers whatever he goes oh I've got some good news and he's like good news always good news he leads with good news all the time whether you just say I could walk in and see him I'm getting an oil change how you doing Scott how's it going hey Donnie great good news and he'll have something good to share with you yeah. and you know positive positive things and it just makes me feel great and and thinking of you know salesmen is is typically you know it's usually not a good word like people don't it's associate not a good it. thing but yeah. it's, there's there's so much brilliance in that because yeah. you as a friend or as just someone as an acquaintance of this sales rep you just admittedly have sent him a ton of referrals because you know how people feel about car salesmen and you know this particular one's going to make them feel good yep. so you have anytime someone mentions cars you're like bro you gotta go see Charlie, or whatever yeah. this particular guy's name is, that's it's, it's 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 absolutely it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, funny. My dad was um, heading back up to Upper Michigan today. He was down in Madison and uh, heading heading back through. He said, "I'm going to stop in and see Scott because he's purchased vehicles from him. Now, he lives three and a half hours away, and he comes down here to to buy vehicles from him. So, and remembers him by name and stops in to see him just to see what they've got because um, he's thinking about a vehicle. So. You know, I think that's just, it's funny that, uh, or not funny, but it's just case in point, right? Like it's how he makes them feel and it's awesome. Absolutely. I'm going to use that to transition just a little bit and not just through my law enforcement career, but I remember it was 2007 and I got recruited into this uh, multi-level marketing I won't, I won't call it out by name or anything like that, but I did, I did very well for a few months. And, but I remember the guy that was training me, uh, he said, here's two books. I want you to go read these two books. And the two books, the first one was think and grow rich. And the Great second, book. and the second one was how to win friends and influence. People. Love it. And when I, when I, when I read those, those two books literally changed my life. I can go back right now. I can go back 15 years in my Facebook memories and it's, and I can read posts about mental toughness and mindset and creating your own destiny. And even though I wasn't acting on it, I was already bought in. I was already believing. I just didn't have the courage to start taking those steps yet. But man, my, my, the way I thought changed when I read those two books and it, and really the how to win friends and influence people. A lot of the stuff in that book is sort of that those concepts and ideology in there is a lot of what I use that verbal judo sort of to talk people off of cool. not, not, not ledges as far as jumping off of bridges. Like, Cause with me being a police officer, I don't want to mislead anybody, but it talked people off of the proverbial ledge. Like you show up and there's a, a spat, a domestic dispute, not physical. Yeah. I feel awkward. I shouldn't even be there. This man and woman should be able to argue in their home if they want to. But unfortunately I got called, but just yeah. being able to deescalate the situation and talk to people and, and, and pay attention to how you're making them feel. What are they interested in? Can we, let's, it, let's shift the conversation to something else, you know, and make them feel at ease. And once you start learning how to, how to effectively communicate with people, all of life becomes easier. Yeah, All of absolutely. life is easier. Yes. Yeah. It's funny because in 2000 and mm, might have been 2011 or 12, I went to 
the eight week course for Dale Carnegie's how to win friends okay. and influence people. And, um, and it changed my life completely too. I, I, I was in just new into management, didn't know how to speak to customers the way that I should didn't, you know, there were things, there were times that everybody would like, I would say something and not really not thinking. I would just say something. And then I'd, I'd get off the phone and, um, I'd have other people sitting and looking at me like, what, what, what did you just say to him? <laughs> like, you can't say that. And I'm like, what? I, I just told him what's going on with it. He goes, and it was like, that was the idea of like, how do you, how do you, how do you make him feel good about um, a bad situation? And that's what it was. It was always like, there was a negative situation and you've got to find a way to spin it, you know, and, and yeah, make it positive um, or, or make it at least something that isn't as bad. And I didn't know how to do that. And that, and that course definitely, helped. And then just two weeks ago, I saw they were offering that um, just a, a, a one or two hour training from a, the local rep for Dale Carnegie uh, through the chamber. And I went in and it was a great refresher and a great just, yeah, it brought me right back to, you know, having to remember that stuff. And I guess that's a point is like, as many times as you, you could read that book, you could read it over and over and over again, and you would get more and more out of it. Cause you know, every, every time that you read it, every time I go back for a training or anything, like mm -hmm. something's changed in my life and there's a different part of it that I'll use. And, you know, and along with those two books, like thinking grow rich is, I, I love that. That is a book that a friend of mine gave to me when I was going out on my own. And he said, you need to read this. And, and I'd always wanted to read it, but that one helped really solidified. I'd already been out on my own, gave it to me about a month after, and it took a lot of the, it reminded me of, you know, the burn the boats, like you, the mentality is everything. And I used to buy every time I, every Christmas uh, for my employees and new employees I would have um, through over the years, I always bought them the book as a man thinketh. And I don't know if you've, you've read that. And it's a short book too. It makes it easy. I don't have to say, go read this long book. It's, it's about an hour that one kind of encapsulates everything, you know, about mindset, where you're at and, and you determine everything, you know, everything in your life is all comes down to your mindset, what you're doing, how you're feeling. And, and it does a, a good job of, uh, it should, you know, if you read it and you read it through, I could see employees that would read it and their attitude would change almost immediately within, you know, a day or two after reading it or the next time I saw them, it was, it was awesome. Man, that's that's that is awesome. And I'll tell you a, another book that helped me tremendously when I went into business for myself. And, I, and, and a lot of people listening to the show have heard the story. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not. I'll keep it super short. I got hurt one day helping a, uh, another officer that was on the same shift as me uh, put a metal roof on his house. I was telling people, I'll be fine. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. I just hurt. I got hurt roofing Jamie's house. I was using the, the, the word roofing. You being in marketing, this will be no shock to you. Facebook started showing me roofing advertisements. I saw an ad for a product that rejuvenates old shingle roofs. I thought, absolutely no way. Went down a rabbit hole. Amazing product. Decided to get on board. And here we are five years later. We own a full service roofing company my issue was a year in a, a massive hurricane hit and we were on the verge of winning the, our first roofing contractor of the year so we in a in a short amount of time nine months we built an amazing brand mm -hmm. tons of referrals and then a hurricane hit and the the amount of revenue that was coming in 
was insane. More money than I've than I than I ever even fathomed possible for me. Now, I made a mistake thinking more of it was mine than actually was. I talked about that a, a few minutes ago. But mm-hmm. when it started coming in, it almost shut me down. I almost began to self sabotage, and, and because this was not not like I felt so guilty, I felt so bad. I started donating money to schools and churches and helping people, and I didn't have the money to donate. I just didn't want to have it in my own bank account because I felt so guilty because I grew up extremely poor, and my whole life I had associated rich people, successful people with with bad as being bad and greedy. And if they weren't so greedy, maybe we could have more in our life. That's sort of the mentality I was raised with very poor. So yep. I never expected to be successful. I just, I always felt like I was capable. Like I, I never doubted myself. I just, I didn't have a, have a, a strong grasp on and no belief in myself. I didn't understand what was possible for myself. And as things started to happen, I felt like I didn't deserve it. And ultimately I read a book called the mountain is you. And I'm actually almost three quarters away through it again. I started reading again right now. I'm in another season that uh, I feel a little off, uh, a little unsure about what, you know, direction I need to be headed in life. The, this podcast, for example, has started having, a little success a lot of people looking into it so i'm taking it more serious and i was like i gotta go back to my book this book changed my life but it's called the mountain is you and she explains and i listened to it on audible this time and it's 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 every scenario from taking bad lessons junk junk parameters you've built in your head through a child that are holding you back. and t- But it, no matter what your struggle is in business, whether you think it's marketing, whether you think it's cash flow, the mountain is you. You're always the issue. Figure mm-hmm. out how to fix yourself and get yourself out of the way. It's, it's that simple. And sure. once I, once I, re- that book changed my life almost as much as, as thinking grow rich and, and how to win friends and influence people. So, man, I'm glad we got off on, on books there for a minute. There's, there's several yeah. And, uh, but look, yeah. it's been, a, it's been, about- it is never ending. Yeah. The, the amount of books too. I mean, that's, and I can send you a message, but I'd say just on the topic of books, if we're going to, I guess to think better, um, uh, think better is, uh, it's Tim, Tim Herson is the name is the author. It's just a, a really good way to, so you go from the emotional part of it, right? Get out of your way, you know, the the emotional side. This is all this is then almost like a strategic and a a really understanding of the mind. And they, they go through a lot of different scenarios. And what am I trying to say here? The studies that have been done in depth, you know, the human mind and psychology and nature, but it really it can help you in business a ton because there's just so many little things that we forget about that we get ingrained in. And, um, you know, from take a different route on the way home, you know, just see a different, see a different perspective. Look at something different every day um, is, is one of the things I'll never forget out of that book and just try and keep yourself out of being in the, what are they like the autopilot, right? Stay, try and stay on autopilot, stay present, and so that's a great book. I, I I highly recommend that one as well. And um, I think there's lessons anybody can bring to their life, to their team, to their business from that one. And sure, uh, they're yeah, yeah. Well, man, it looks like we've been going for about forty five minutes now. 
I uh, I just want to thank you again for taking the time to come and sit down and talk and chat. Not a, no doubt the things you shared will be helpful for the people listening. If you uh, had, you have anything that you would like to share now? Is there one last thing you'd like to sort of leave people with? And if you don't mind, uh, remind people how they can find you. And in case they sure. want to continue to follow you or potentially hire you to get help with some of the services that you offer. Sure. Um, well, uh, in order to find me, you just go to um, the website is ThinkBoa, B-O-A. So ThinkBoa is Think Business Optics Amplified. That's what it stands for. Um, so that's essentially the system that I have, uh, like a revenue generation system and and model that I use. So ThinkBoa.com. Otherwise, you can find find me on Facebook there as well. And a piece of advice. Um, I think it's something we really didn't talk about, but I love solving problems and I love working with people and figuring out different ways to do things. Right. So, um, and helping them see different ways. And I think that, you know, in all honesty, I wouldn't be where I'm at today and be able to offer what I, I can today. Had I not been in three completely different industries, you know, some people want to stay in their lane and do whatever, but it's okay. I mean, even if you're, you want to be an entrepreneur, you may, may not be ready. I would say go work somewhere else for a little while, understand what business is like there. And you'll start seeing a lot of similarities. And then you'll start seeing a lot of ways that you can take what you've learned from other industries and you can apply it there. Like I still use KPIs and DPRs from former employers that I've changed and, you know, recreated, but the same type of concept. And I use them with clients. Uh, I use a lot of the stuff that I learned. Um, Even um, I had a thing when I was hiring employees, when I cleaned these tractors and combines when I was um, younger, first, when I first moved to Wisconsin, first job in Wisconsin, I was 20 years old. I'd clean the windows to the point where if you were in a combine, you would think you're going to fall out because unless there was a shadow cast or or something, because I got them so clean. And I, I came up with this thought of like, if you really want to see how much somebody wants to put effort into things, have them clean a window and see how clean they're going to get it. Right. And it's, it's simple, but, and, and I never put this to test, but I said, what if I just, as part of the interview process, I said, Hey, clean this window. And I could just see how much effort they would give. But I guess my point is this, is that all of these things that I, you know, the past experiences and the things that I've, that I've encountered and things I've learned and people that I've met from different industries, different business systems, different CRMs, all of this stuff that I can now help leverage, I would have only learned, I wouldn't be able to do what I could today. So um, without that, so don't be afraid to, you know, open your mind to other industries. Um, NASA, when they get stuck, they send their, they send problems and out to the public. And I want to say they had one thing, they could solve this problem. They couldn't get out of their own head. They were in this you know, this box, right? It couldn't think outside the box. So my logo is literally the word think outside of a box that has business optics amplified, but to get mm-hmm. to think out of the box, that's my my concept. That's what I really believe is very important in business. Um, so now when it comes to solutions, um, certain processes, I'm not saying processes and procedures are not good. Um, you shouldn't think out of the box for everything, but a lot of times when it comes to solving a problem, just like NASA, they send it out, they they pay people to do this. And I, it was a manufacturer, um, an engineer in a manufacturing company, I believe, if I remember right, but he he solved this problem with something that he had worked on his entire life. You know, it was a, a machine he had worked on and there was a process or a, um, a, a, the mechanics in that machine would work, you know, he could tweak them to solve their problem. And so that would be it, you know, think, 
take the experiences from your life and everything you've done. And don't be afraid if you're not ready right now to go try somewhere else because, uh, and, and learn from that experience. Cause I do believe it'll make you better off on your own when you do decide to do it. So. Awesome, man. Well, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk with us, especially on short notice. It's just, uh, as I got to hearing a little bit of your story, I thought, man, I'd really like to have this guy come on here, share some of this for everybody here. And I, I really do appreciate you taking the time to do that. Hey, I appreciate you. This is, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to do is to, to meet more like-minded people and, and really, you know, get out there, start talking about business a little bit more on a broader level and, and reach more people. That was an initiative I had. So you've helped make that true this year. So uh, being the first podcast I've ever been on, it's been fantastic. Awesome. I hope the rest go. Yeah. I could only hope that they're all as good because it's been that, great. That's the, the thing I love about this one is it's just conversations, nothing scripted. I just like to pick your brain, see what you think and uh, let the yeah. people listening take what they, what they want from it. The whole idea is, don't go ask your uncle who's never had a business for business advice. Listen, I'll have conversations with as many business owners as I can. Listen, take what you want and uh, yeah, leave what you don't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I've listened to a couple of them. Great stuff. And I, 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 there's a, there, there's a lot of stuff I've already gotten out of them and, um, and people I'm following and, and reading up on in businesses and companies that I, I find to be, very very cool and you know very helpful so awesome yeah well thank you for being a listener as well man appreciate you coming on buddy thank you so much take care thank you so much for tuning into this episode of avoid the confusion we hope you found it inspiring and informative remember success is not just about the talent it's about mental toughness perseverance and the willingness to learn and grow make sure that if you found value in this episode today that you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes if you truly found it valuable share it with your friends and family so they too don't miss episodes moving forward and then don't forget to join us again next week as we bring you another top performer in their respective field and explore what it takes to be the best version of you for you. Thanks again for listening to Avoid the Confusion. We'll see you next week.